Tom, are you okay? I lost her. Her? She was going to be this epic, trilogy-worthy character. I was going to be the hottest writer in Hollywood. But I can't get past Act One! You need some writer's group therapy. Hello and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. So we're both subscribed to a lot of different screenwriting organizations. And this one came through my inbox recently from screencraft.org. I thought it was funny. It was wisdom from Mark Twain. And the top quote is, write without pay until someone offers pay. If nobody offers within three years, the candidate may look upon this as a sign that sawing wood it was is what he was intended for, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Three years? I'm like double that now. I guess I should throw it in. <laughs> you, you should have a lot of wood in your pile right now. sawing wood. I did get paid a little bit, though, at one point because of that, felt, uh, what was it, the uh, PlayStation thing, the PlayStation Emerging Filmmaker Program, since I made oh. the top 10. So I guess I get I did get paid a little bit. So I guess does that give me another three years then? Yeah, I okay. guess so. I mean, so let me just quote the screen craft thing. It said the point of this lesson is to pay attention to why your scripts are not getting the attention you'd hope for. If you submit to contests and you never place, then the script isn't ready and maybe you aren't ready yet as a writer. So learn from your mistakes, get feedback notes, learn from your failures and adjust. But this quote kind of made us wonder. When is it time to go saw wood <laughs> and <Yeah>. walk away? <laughs> I, I solved my I solved that problem just by never entering screenwriting contests, so I don't have to worry about getting. Oh, rejected. there you go. <laughs> yeah, if, if they say if you submit and you don't place, then if I don't submit, then I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> no, um, I got some mediocre mediocre feedback last week, and I think you felt I was kind of you know kind of down about it. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, the feedback was helpful. I'm using it to kind of rework the script a little bit. And I'm, you know, also took to heart, you know, some of the notes to go out and try to figure out what I don't know that I need to learn. And mm -hmm. uh, I think that's helpful. I, I'm not ready to throw in the towel yet. Obviously, you know, we've had some success with our shorts. So I feel like, you know, I, you want to say maybe this is just this person didn't like my writing, but you know, there's that nagging thing like, oh, maybe, maybe I should just go do something else. <laughs> maybe I suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I remember this is way back when now when I was a songwriter, I would play with a lot of different bands and artists, and some of them should probably never have left their hometown. Oh yeah. I mean Harsh. not to be, not to be mean, you know, and and it was funny cuz they were always the ones who were the most delusional about their careers like, "Oh yeah, we're just on the verge of signing." And I'm like, "You sound like you never even got out of the garage. Like, why would you think that?" So, a lot of times I I would take it as, you know, if I wasn't selling CDs, if I wasn't booking gigs, then I need to reroute myself. But I, I still kept going because people were booking me and people were buying things. So I was like, all right, I guess I have a career here, you know, until I decided to go into acting. And I think with writing, writing is such a slog because you spend hours and hours 
and then more hours and hours and you don't see results. Like an actor, like for me as an actor, I can walk into a room, audition, and, you know, maybe get one in every 10 auditions. And that's how I know I'm progressing. At least I get it. If I audition and I never get it, then there's a problem. But I audition enough and get in and, you know, get a role often enough that I know I'm, I'm progressing. But with writing, if your bar is, oh, when I sell my script and get it on TV, that's a very high bar. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I always say that, you know, I've been here in LA for over like six and a half years now. And uh, when I first moved here, I thought it'd be like two to three years. I'd give it two to three years. Mm-hmm. And I keep wondering why I stay, but <laughs> it, it's really about progress. As long as you feel like you're making some progress and, you know, it can be in a lot of different ways. It can be, uh, it can be, in a, you know, some kind of, you know, being a semifinalist or finalist in a contest. It can be, you know, we made short films and they got into festivals. You know, if, if it can be, you know, any kind of success can, you know, I don't want to say it's false success, false uh, reinforcement, but it can say, okay, I am doing something and I'm, I am definitely on the right path. So you, you want to keep going. You don't want to give up yet. You, you can see that progress and you can say, okay, this may be taking a lot longer than I thought it would, <laughs> but I'm getting there. And we know everybody is, you know, the old 10-year overnight sensation, you know, kind of thing. It's not untrue, you know, until you make it, you won't know uh, how long it's going to take. And some people take their whole lives and they finally, you know, get that break. Yeah. I mean, and I think work begets work. The one nice thing about where we are in the industry at this time of of history, I guess. Think about it. If we were in the industry 30 years ago, you would need to have an agent. We couldn't film things easily or cheaply. We would have to find somebody who would buy our, our work to film it. You right. know what I mean? But now you can shoot things on digital and you know you can find a, a crew fairly easily. And those, those shorts that we did, yes, it cost a lot of money, but 30 years ago, it would have cost a lot more in trying to find yeah people to get on board with your vision and buy into it. Whereas this time you're like, I can just go make these films myself. Right. Yeah, no, that's completely accurate. You know, I would never have imagined making reclamation and synesthesia, you know, without today's technology. So having that, having done that and having people, you know, liked it and appreciated it, um, certainly, gives you uh, a, a little bit of, uh, you know, even when you get some bad feedback, at least you can, you can say, okay, not everyone feels that way. <laughs> maybe, maybe this, maybe this thing that I've just written is not my best. Maybe it's, you know, maybe I didn't really spend the time on it. I should have before I submitted it. And we've talked about when is a script ready before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe I jumped the gun. Uh, and now I'm, you know, I'm on version four of that script now and I'm rewriting it. I'm not letting, you know, some negative feedback get me, you know, that far down that I decide to stop. You know, it's interesting. I actually went to a a Writers Guild dinner just recently and the guest speaker, it was, it was really interesting. He was talking about how he had written a bunch of scripts with a partner and he ended up writing, I think, a spec script for The Simpsons. And even though he had like all these other scripts in his arsenal, he just like knew that that one was special and that would be the one that would get him in the door. And it was. And it was interesting because he said, 
you know, you just got to keep writing and you'll have a lot of things that are passable, but you need that one that's really, truly special to get in the door. And people were like, well, how do you know if it's special? He's like, and it was kind of like one of those, like, you'll know, you'll know when all the stars align and like, this is the script. So you will have a lot of duds before you get that one that yeah. sparks people's interest, but you have to be willing to write all the duds to get that, that diamond. Yeah. And they, I've heard, we've heard that before from people, you know, like write your script and put it away and write another one and put that one away and then write another one and mm-hmm. put that one away. And you know, when yeah. you get to your fourth, fifth script, then you can start showing those to people that, that kind of uh, strategy, like get yeah. your garbage out of your way. And as you write more scripts, you'll learn more, you'll get better. And then your work will kind of naturally start, you know, you'll finish your script and it'll be that much better than when you finished your first script. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, I had a photographer friend of mine who I remember he won the Michigan Press Photographers Association award for like a, a certain photo. And I was like, wow, how'd you get this shot? And he said, you know, I really... I'm grateful for the award, but at the same time, I don't like contests because it's just like that one moment in time. I'd rather they look at all my tear sheets and see how strong I am as a photographer overall. He said, this photo is what he calls luck skill. And this always stuck with me. He's like, it's luck that I happen to be there at the right moment to get the shot, but I had to have the skill to get the shot in the first place. And I think a lot of times with any creative career, acting, writing, whatever, it's luck skill. You know, we just are lucky to be in the right place and meet the right person who shares our vision and wants to bolster us, but we have to have the skill. So when they say, what do you got? You're like, let me show you. Because if you don't have anything, you know, you've just wasted your luck. Ah, that's true. That's, that's mind blowing there. (laughs) Yeah. My mind is blown. Do you have any ideas to like what what's your limit? When will you decide that's it? Do you have a do you have a drop dead date? Do you have a <laughs> point of no return kind of thing? Actually, it's funny. Uh, when I moved to LA, I think I had mm-hmm. a friend who moved here around the same time. We basically said um, we had a motto. We said, "There's no plan B." Oh, that's I good. Have, you know, yeah. Like, if I don't do this, what else am I gonna do? And uh, that's kind of like a you know all in kind of feeling. But do yeah. you have anything like that? You know, it's funny. They say in the acting world, if there's anything else that you would rather do, then do that. And there have been times, you know, I've been out here for several years now, and I've seen other friends of mine either leave the business and move out of state and do other things, or they're progressing in their careers. And I'm like, I feel like I'm in the same place sometimes. But I think about it, even when I'm having my down moments, I think about it, I'm like, can I see myself in a 40-hour cubicle job? Can I see myself doing anything else? I could do it. Would I be happy? And the answer is always no. So that's what's keeping me here. I just can't yeah. see myself doing anything else. Wow. But yeah, no uh, plan B. I'll leave you that's with, a good one. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. This is, this is the other reason I haven't quit yet. Is um, A few years ago, when WonderCon had moved to LA for one year while they mm-hmm. were um, – working on, I think they were working on the convention center in Anaheim. I went downtown, went to the convention center and I was walking the floor and I ran into Edward James almost. He was just sitting at this booth. Nobody else was around him. And I was stunned because he's, he's a great actor. I, I, I loved him in uh, he did Battlestar Galactica, the remake recently with Ronald D. Moore. 
And uh, I, you know, I was kind of fanning out on him and I, I chatted with, I stopped and I said, you know, big fan. I, and we talked, we talked, we just started talking and, and I was talking about how I'm a writer and I'm trying to do these things. And, and, uh, and he just said, you know, look at me, I'm this old and I, you know, I didn't nearly start my career until I was, you know, you know, a lot older than you were. So, you know, don't give up. And basically, you know, when Commander Adama from Battlestar Galactica tells you not to give up, don't give up. That is, that is awesome. So how about for all of you? What keeps you going? Let us know at WG Therapy. You can also find us online at writersgrouptherapy.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also find us individually at... Tom underscore Loveman on Twitter and Tom Loveman on Instagram. And I'm at Roshni Lumino on Twitter and at Moon Lily Music on Instagram. We'll see you next week. <laughs>